Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Hey, Christy, thanks for the tea. Nice to be sipping some hot tea on a cold, rainy day here in the winter. That happens here even in Southern California. Sometimes we get rain and it gets cold, but it's nice to be snuggled up here inside. And friends, thanks for tuning in. We are blessed to have a Soul Talks with you. And we are so thankful for your participation in Journey of the Soul. So many of you have been encouraged and sharing the book with friends. And amazing what you have done. You have helped uh, Journey of the Soul be the number one new release on Amazon in Christian Counseling. And so that is very fun. That's a space we want to be in is uh, Christian counseling and spiritual direction. And thankful for those of you that have sent in reviews like a new friend, uh, Adam Duprez. Uh, thanks so much for your Amazon review and describing your experience with Journey of the Soul as a harmony of biblical and psychological wisdom that's been encouraging and nurturing for your journey of formation with Jesus. And, you know, Christy, that's really what we want to do in Soul Shepherding. We want to draw people to Jesus, and we want to bring the best insights and experiences that we can from psychology and spirituality. And so that's really fun. And Adam says that he's found the book super helpful in identifying where he's at in his journey and uh, renewing a heart of gratitude for God's grace in his life and uh, deeper reflections about you know where he is in the, the journey through the Christ stages and what might be coming next. And so that's really fun. And then another a new friend, Candy Piccolo, also describing a grace-filled journey. And uh, she loved the quote. Uh, this is actually a Henry Nouwen quote that's in Journey of the Soul. There is no journey to God outside of the journey that Jesus made. And that's why we call them Christ stages, right, Christy? So important. We want to stay focused on Christ. And that's especially important in what we're talking about today, the T stage. Transforming union. Yeah. Yeah. And in many ways, uh, what we'll be unpacking is that the T stage as the, the culmination of our journey of the soul is what the Holy Spirit is drawing us into from the very start and before the start. It's because it's all about Jesus and our growing relationship with him and becoming more like him. And there's a, more of a fullness of that in the T stage, but that's present in all the stages. And so... That's fun to see the integration of that. And uh, as Candy said in her comment on Amazon, she said that, you know, she's discovering more of her true self in Jesus and that that's what she says Journey of the Soul will do for all of the readers. And that is our prayer. Our prayer is that as you uh, read Journey of the Soul, hopefully you're, uh, if you're a pastor, lead your, your people in your church through the book. If you're a small group leader, you know, do a book study uh, or just get together with a friend over coffee. It's a fun way to learn when we can uh, read a book together and talk about, well, you know, what, what are you learning? How did you sense God's presence in this? And practice being soul friends for each other, listening and giving empathy and praying for each other. That's why we wrote Journey of the Soul. That's why we do Soul Talks. Well, let's do that now, Bill. We've yeah. got a Soul Talk card here. The one for the one of the ones for the T stage, and the verse on this one is Psalm sixteen verse eight. I have set the Lord always before me, because He is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. And then the question is, imagine Jesus being at your right hand. How can this give you confidence? That's what we want right now in this podcast, and before every podcast, we 
we pray, and that's effectively what we pray, is for Jesus to be manifest to you who are listening. Uh, I just love that Psalm 16 verse on the soul talk card there, that the Lord is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. I'll be secure. I'll be strong uh, in God's kingdom because Jesus is right. He's the risen Lord, and he's right beside me. So, yeah, I needed that last night. So Christy and I had a uh, a challenging conflict yesterday, and we were talking it through. And as we were going through that, I was apologizing for responding in, in anger and defensiveness. And we were repairing the conflict that we had had. And Chris and I were talking this uh, idea that's in this Soul Talk card, the Journey of the Soul Soul Talk card that Christy just read about the Jesus being at my right hand. That was was present for me, and I was battling within myself as I was listening to Christy, because part of me was feeling like criticized because I am self-critical, and if I'm not coming across with the most loving and helpful uh, expression of myself, then I, I can be prone to f- judge myself and go into inadequacy. And so I just had a sense of Jesus with me as I was listening. And I was able to have the the thought, well, how would Jesus respond if he was me right now? And so that helped me to, uh, Christy, to ask you more more questions about how you felt and to reflect back what I was hearing from you and to understand your emotions better, your needs better, and of course to apologize and to uh, rely on the the grace of the Lord to help repair the conflict we'd had. Well, thank you. I experienced Jesus at your right hand too, and and I experienced Jesus through through you to me because I was really hurting, and you know I had provoked you with my own anger when you had the angry response to me, and so it was a perfect storm. But I really appreciated you taking Jesus's hand to to be willing to press into that and to to love me, and you did that well. Yeah, so how about for you? How would you respond to that Soul Talk card? Well, you know, this is something that has been helping me a lot as I've been journeying through the grief of the loss of Charlie and pressing into new things in our ministry of Soul Shepherding as it grows and into new things with the release of Journey of the Soul. And it's helped me to take courage to recognize that the hand of Jesus is right there for me to grab onto. And I love the imagery of this. I will not be shaken because you are at my right hand because I I vision myself as a little child and able to just reach out and grab God's big, stabilizing, strong, protective, calming, you know, hand that's there for me and all I need. And I I picture our little granddaughter, Juliet, Mm. and how many times when she is shaken, you know, she will reach up and grab onto me because I'm, I'm right there with her. I'm giving her independence and freedom and I'm trusting her. And she is venturing out in, in new things to do things that are hard and new for her that she hasn't tried before, that she hasn't done before. But she wants to do them. And I don't want to be overprotective and carrying her when she can really be down walking. Uh, but I, I want to be right there so that if she needs me, she can just grab onto me. That's so good. And so that helps me with this scripture. I, I real quickly go to there of how I'm loving her and I'm there for her, but I'm not but I'm also believing in her. I'm there for her in a a, a way that isn't overprotective or isn't uh, fragilizing her, or isn't always caring her, but I'm there for her when she needs me, right at her right hand. Yeah, you're not just carrying her, you're letting her 
walk and uh, sometimes she sometimes she feels shaken sometimes mm-hmm. we feel shaken mm-hmm. i mean psalm 16 david is not saying i you know i'll never feel shaken i'll never feel anxious i'll never wrestle or struggle or wobble or or even even fall what he's saying is that in the course of my life as i keep setting the lord before me in in my thoughts in my feelings in my prayers in my imaginings in my anticipations and as i'm doing what i'm doing i set the lord before me that it helps us to find strength in the shakings <laughs> Well, and I mean, we have had a year of shakings here. I mean, it has been a lot of shakings that we've been feeling this year with the pandemic, uh, all the, the things that went, you know, with and have followed with the election. There's a lot of us that feel shaken. And it's been a great comfort to me to remember throughout those times when I feel shaken by it, that God is here with me. He's right here with me, that he isn't, his kingdom isn't shaken. Yeah, and that's the value of a soul talk like we're doing right now is to renew our, our thinking and our appreciation and our just our warm-hearted uh, feelings towards the Lord that his kingdom is present and to integrate that with the, the real struggles and opportunities and challenges of our life. Yeah, and I think that there's temptation for us, especially at the earlier stages when we're shaken, to to not reach out and remember God is there with us and to not grab on and take his right hand. But at the T stage, we've learned to really rely on God's presence there with us. Yeah, so this is fun. So friends, I hope you're seeing how simple it is to do a soul talk. And so we've got these Journey of the Soul soul talk cards that you can get uh, through our website or through journeyofthesoul.org. And you just we've got it's a deck of playing cards and they're uh, very... Uh, appealing and graphically designed and it's just real simple to pull a card out and there's a bible verse on it and then a soul talk question that you can use for your devotions or in a conversation and so this is especially for you our soul talks listeners because that's what inspired these cards yeah christy it's fun to dig in more into the the journey of the soul uh, stages we've been doing in the recent weeks and now uh, today you know talking about the culmination or the sort of the, the ultimate in a transforming union and these, these wedding rings that were, uh, in a sense, spiritually, it's like being married to Jesus. And we're being drawn by the Holy Spirit into the T-stage from even before we've confessed Jesus as our Savior, because this is the ultimate expression of that. And there is a, a commitment there to Jesus, to, to our commitment to the Lord, and a union with him that we can't we can't lose. We can't find ourselves apart from God anymore when we're at the T stage. Yeah, and we experience touches of this stage, um, uh, many of us at different times, before it really would be our home stage. And that's part of the way that the Lord is, is drawing us deeper and drawing us further. And, you know, the scriptures are just full of teachings, principles, examples, prayers that are drawing us towards this transforming union with Christ. And so uh, let me just read you the guidebook scriptures for the T-stage that we have in Journey of the Soul. The Trinity is your home. Jesus prayed for us. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me so that they may be one as we are one. From John 17. Or Peter is teaching on how we're strangers on earth. Friends, this world is not your home, so don't make yourselves cozy in it. Don't indulge your ego 
at the expense of your soul. Or, uh, well, wait, wait, let's stop on that one real yeah. quick. We're strangers on the earth because this is one that we experience a lot in the T stage. It can be lonely because it's hard to relate to most of the people on the earth when you're in the T stage. And sometimes we're in another stage, we'll see people in the T stage and we just can't quite get them. They seem kind of weird to us. They kind of, they kind of seem like they're maybe too, you know, too different. Too other, otherworldly, too. Yeah, we were with Tom Ashbrook, and he was teaching on Teresa's mansions from his book, Mansions in the Heart, and he was talking about the tea stage, and afterwards, somebody asked him how he went, and he, he made a statement of, well, about a half the people, you know, were, were falling asleep, were zoned out, they, you know, they just couldn't understand anything I was saying, and I really appreciated him saying that, because it woke me up to that realization of how it's so hard to understand somebody that's quite a few stages ahead of us. And I've experienced that. I, I've experienced thinking people in the tea stage were kind of weird, kind of muckish, kind of kind of out there. I remember talking to a woman in the tea stage, and she had shared that oftentimes she has people, random people at, at you know, like a mechanics or something, ask her if she's a nun mm. because there's some sense that they have of her being otherworldly. She's walking uh, in the heavens, even as she's walking on earth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a wonderful thing when there is this sense of oneness with the Lord, and uh, that's what Jesus is praying about in John seventeen, and, and and yet isn't it also practical and down into the nitty gritty of life, like uh, what we were talking about with the the conflict we had yesterday and repairing that? Uh, isn't the Lord uh, drawing us into T stage spirituality in? in uh, discussing that, in uh, repairing through empathy and being prayerful together and praying for each other rather than isolating, not talking about it, sweeping it under the carpet. Well, I was thinking about this yesterday because I was was feeling a temptation to want to run away. And I think, you know, we all feel that at some times, just a temptation to want to run away because I was hurt, because I, I was angry. And yet I couldn't, I couldn't run away from you because I'm such a part of you. We're, we're such a part of each other. I can't imagine, nor do I really want to, a life without you. And it was just, it was just a feeling in the midst of hurt. But I was thinking about this in the T stage because I think in the T stage, there's this sense into which we, we really can't imagine running away from God anymore. You know, we have, we maybe have feelings like that at times, but there's just, there's so much there, so much union there. We, we can't find ourselves apart from God really anymore. Because we're keeping our heart tenderized to Jesus and to Jesus' great cause of loving the world in his name. And so, you know, you say, Christy, I just couldn't run away from you, Bill. I just couldn't run away from Jesus. Well, that's because you're keeping your heart soft to God. And that that is a choice, or more accurately, it's a a recurring series of choices over many years and until we become the kind of person that that's what we're like. And um, when we had not solved our conflict and I was reading the Bible, I, I couldn't read the Bible except to pray for you and pray for God to help us uh, get back together to repair the conflict that had happened. Otherwise, I would have gone into a, a dual reality, um, a sort of a hypocritical state. I had to sort of section off my, my emotions mm-hmm. and the reality of my mm-hmm. relationship with you and the state of where things were. And then I'll yes. go over here 
and do something separate. But that's totally contrary to why the Bible is written and how the Holy Spirit uses it in our lives, which is to be integrated with our life. Mm-hmm. Here's another example of a T-stage scripture. Love your enemies and pray for those who mistreat you. That's what your Father in the heavens does for you and for all people. And it's how you show that you are his children. That's our paraphrase from Matthew 5, 44 to 45. Uh, in, in the T stage, we're really living into uh, loving our enemies and blessing those that curse you. Not that we do it perfectly all the time, but we're being formed and, and have been largely formed to be the kind of person that is accepting of mistreatment without we're not going into shame, we're not going into trembling fear, but we don't, we don't go into uh, revenge either or defensiveness because we see everything, including mistreatment or difficulties. We see everything as an opportunity to love God better and to, to learn from Jesus how to love God better and how to love my neighbor, including someone that is upsetting me or, or I don't like right now because they're, they're hurting me or, or violating me in some way. But we have an inner strength now that, that, that doesn't get into us in, in a way that decimates our personality because our personality is so formed in Jesus and we're really motivated by the love of here is an opportunity to pray for this person, to do my best to be Jesus to this person. This finally starts to make sense, Jesus' teaching to bless those that curse you and to love your enemies. It, it finally starts to make sense to us when we're in this second half of the journey and, and especially when we're having touches into the T stage. We begin to have a new understanding of that. Previous to that, maybe it feels like, well, how how could that be good? And how could I even do that without hating myself or, you know, hurting myself or agreeing with my enemy against myself? Yeah, and so that's where, you know, there's a lot to learn in our discipleship to Jesus. And so, and there's some things that we learn in each of the different stages as, as we go along. And we want to be in the stage that we are right now and and be there with a certain contentment that this is where I belong and to learn the lessons of, of this stage and grow closer to Jesus, grow more in love with God and more sharing of God's love right where I am right now. And then the Holy Spirit will, will draw us towards the next stage. Uh, but it's helpful to have the lay of the land and, and to have the language for the stages and to understand the differing needs, different conflicts in each of the stages and uh, how the scriptures are speaking to all these stages. There are scriptures on all of these stages, and we, we give you lots of those, as many of you know, in, uh, in our book. And so as we're going along now, the Lord is leading us in greater and greater union with Jesus. And, and there's ups and downs, and, and there's uh, trials and, and uh, graces in each, each of the stages, but all along it's a journey with Jesus. And one of the special things about the T stage is that it, as we're in this as a home stage, all the other stages are present to us if, if we're healthy in the T stage. And we can be unhealthy in all of the stages, including the T stage. So many of you have heard us say that, well, you know, the, the, these stages, it's not a linear process. It's not that you're better uh, than somebody else if you're in a higher stage. That's not it at all. This is, is cyclical. And we're probably, you know, not only in one stage, we've probably got some aspects of other stages in us. And the measurement is not our stage. The measurement is the great commandment to, to love God with our all and love our neighbor as God loves us. And we can do that well at any stage, if we're healthy in that stage. 
And But as we go along in the stages, there are some new opportunities that come to us, both in our experience of intimacy with God and in our ability to flow out with, with God's love to others. But one of my favorite things about the T stage, and really a, a mark of if we're healthy in that stage, because we talk about that the roadblock in the T stage is when we are diminishing Jesus. Because in the T stage, there's a, a sense of... Uh, grace and compassion for all people. We're not in black and white categories at all anymore. We're very much living in the gray and we're practicing this universalizing compassion that we want to just give compassion to all people, whatever their religion or faith or whatever's going on with them. God loves everybody and we're embodying embodying that message. But sometimes we can get askew and get into like new age thinking or or diminish Jesus and think that he's just a great teacher like Buddha or somebody else. And we might have the T-stage mentality in our spirituality, but lose that devotion to Jesus. And so the whole thing starts falling apart and we're losing the robustness and the uniqueness of the Son of God in our life. And that that's what it's all about. These are Christ stages. One of the ways to know that you're healthy in the T stage is when you're able to dialogue with people in the earlier stages and uh, affirm and accept where they are and not not judge them, not not look down on that, not think that they, they should be somewhere else. And we're able to celebrate that. And one of the ways that I do this is uh, listening to our Spotify playlist. And some of you know that we, we put together worship song playlists from contemporary Christian songs for each of the Christ stages. So there's like 30 songs that we've picked for all six of the stages plus the wall. So that's seven stages times 30 songs, like over 200 songs. And today's artists are amazing in their ability to articulate discipleship to Jesus and a life of worship. And and they haven't even read our book, but (laughs) so many of these songs are like really cohesive to the particular stages. And so it's not only a fun way to learn the stages, but it's a fun way to celebrate all the stages and doing that from a T-stage uh, orientation and understanding and home base, you can look back and just sing with joy about each of those stages and the people that are in those stages and the experiences that I've had in those stages. And, and you know, all these stages live in us at the T-stage. And we can sort of move into earlier stages as needed. So I've been spending a, a lot of time in our stage uh, in the last couple of years in the soul shepherding pivot. And, you know, I try to be healthy in that. And I try to, you know, be less maybe in the R stage and more in the S stage that's spirit-led ministry. But there's some good stuff in the R stage too. And so in the T stage, we're really able to appreciate the, the goodness in all people and in all the stages. Jesus, how grateful we are to you, our good shepherd, the one that leads us the one that's there at our right hand for us, that lifts us up when we fall down. Thank you for the way that you are calling us into deeper union with you. And we ask, Lord, that you would enable us to really see you in all of your glory and to trust you and to let your spirit really enthrall us more and more and yield us more and more to you. We could grow to reflect you in this union with you and your Father and Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Friends, if you haven't checked out journeyofthesoul.org yet, do that because we tee you up with all sorts of opportunities uh, related to the book. We've got a leader guide to help you lead a small group or lead a soul talk conversation with a friend or prayer partner. 
And that's just the best way to learn when we go through the book with other people. If you're a pastor or a, a Bible teacher, we have got message notes uh, in there that are free for you for each of the stages. So you can do a whole uh, series uh, leading your people through Journey of the Soul. We've got a link to the Soul Talk cards as you've been hearing Christy and I sharing, uh, doing a little mini Soul Talk through one of the cards from Journey of the Soul. And that's a fun way to learn learn the stages. And you can do that in your devotions or, or with a friend. We've got a link to the uh, Spotify playlist of worship songs, uh, about 30 Christian uh, contemporary songs going through each of the Christ stages. This is another fun way to learn the stages. And if you're a worship leader, it gives you a, a running start on picking songs related to the particular stages because we want to help the people in our churches to know all of the stages. So uh, check us out at journeyofthesoul.org. We've got a couple institute retreats coming up. We have the one on spiritual and psychological development, which is going deep in the content of Journey of the Soul and some that isn't in Journey of the Soul because we had a word count and a page count that we had to limit. So uh, we invite you to join us. This is in May in Atlanta. You can go on soulshepherding.org to find out the specific dates and to apply there. And then we have a new cohort of the Institute where we'll be starting with Retreat 1 on spiritual formation this July up in the mountains, beautiful mountains in Southern California at uh, Idlewild. We would love to have you join us there again. Information on soulshepherding.org. Click the Institute. You can read all about it. You can apply. And we have a spiritual direction training cohort starting in March. So there's still time to jump into that as well. And you can find information on that on our webpage as well. We'd love to have you journey with us. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org.